0: Are you hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. That a powerful technology matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. And First Cut listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash First Cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash First Cut. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash First Cut. Back here on the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. I am Chip Patterson. Um, Kyle, this is like such an awesome time because we have uh, both the, the countdown to the British Open, the Open Championship at Royal Burkdale is just absolutely winding down to days. Uh, we've got um, a lot of great action on the European Tour. The PGA Tour, you know, uh, I think you even said like this is all about like the run up. This is all about building to something. Um, I just feel like our, uh, our golf senses are just going crazy right now. And it's great.
1: It is great. It's, it's really fun. You know, somebody, I think Brendan Porath, who's been on this podcast before said that this kind of June, July stretch is overtaking January as the, uh, the time of the year when golf fans most need their coffee. And, uh, you see it in January with like the Abu Dhabi, Dubai stuff early in the morning. But now you're seeing it because you get uh, the Irish Open, the Scottish Open, the French Open, and, and combined with the PGA Tour, it's it's uh, it's a lot of golf, but it's also a lot of fun. I did I did want to ask you before we get into this, Chip. Where do you land on the Open Championship, British Open uh, vernacular debate? It's it's pretty it gets pretty heated sometimes.
0: Oh, I know it gets very heated. I think that I pay. <laughs> here's what I do. I pay it. I pay it its respects during the week. Like, as we move closer so that there's no confusion, I can, I like start to slowly warm up. And listen, we're, we are going to be having some 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 early morning live blogging uh here coming up in the next oh, yeah. in the next couple of weeks and uh and and I will be probably like by the time Thursday morning starts like that crack of, crack of dawn Thursday morning I will be in full open championship vernacular but if you had <laughs> talked to me about it on June 1 I would have called it the British Open if that makes sense
1: yeah it it's swung so for a while it it was um when when people get like I I like saying Open Championship or the Open like I think it's I just I think it's fun I think it's cool
0: I like old stuff
1: like yeah but you kind of get blowback from these like you know Americans who are like it's the British Open and it's like well okay you know it, it's also the old, it's also been played a hundred and forty five times so they can kind of call it what they want <laughs> yeah. and, and and the funny thing is like and they don't. Like the 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 British people and the Europeans get mad because, uh, like they kind of secretly call the Masters the the U.S. Masters, Ooh. and 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 they don't, but they don't like say it to to your face, like they don't talk about it in you know out in the open. So it is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of funny. It's always humorous, humorous to talk about. Nick Faldo said on a conference call this week that, um, you know, they've gone from the, the the open Championship and now it's just the open he goes but in a couple of years they're going to be calling it just the like it's just it's just going to be called the i thought that was i thought that was actually pretty funny i thought that was good
0: nick faldo out here with uh drop it, dropping some jokes about his uh his own <laughs> national championship right i mean that's uh I this is i when you when you're going through what about you what's your answer you call it you just sort of bounce between them you don't have one or the other i, I like
1: i like the open I really do. I think it's you know, I, I think if if I had to choose like which tournament, like obviously, I would pick the masters to win above everything else. but if if you said what's your next pick in terms of tournaments you would want to win? I think I would pick this one. Um, now, it gets a little confusing because a lot of people call the u s. open the open, like when it's going on. And so it's a little, I don't know, it's a little messy. But yeah, I, I like the open or the open championship. Man, I think it's fun.
0: The only time that I hear people talk about uh, the U.S. Open as the open is if you're uh, somebody who's lucky enough to be getting badges, you know, like, oh, you go to the open, okay, brah, yeah. good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very uh, kind of uh, non. Yeah, it's it's a very informal way to talk about it, I guess.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like that my experience for that. Was definitely in two thousand fourteen when like it just felt like badges were floating around real estate offices like candy. Oh, you got a couple open <laughs> badges left over there. Me and my girl want to go. Okay. Uh, all right. We. I'm so so excited. Uh, by the way, thing. Well, I'm I'm a little bit sad, but also excited by the way things played out this past weekend in the Irish Open because um, if. You know, I think that you were talking about uh, used a shot in the arm for the PGA Tour to describe Jordan Spieth's hole out. I think John Rahm's win uh, and the Irish Open very like strong, strong win. Twenty three birdies, four eagles, uh, like absolutely hammering it like a shot in the arm for the John Rom storyline. And because we're sitting here doing podcasts and we're talking about the sport, I do like narratives. I like storylines. And I didn't want it to be just about uh, you know, him necessarily getting angry or anything, but boy, uh this was a pretty fun, pretty fun performance for him. I loved what you said on CBS Sports. You called him a free safety who runs downhill and since i'm in the the just the fire of media days right now, that just tickled all of my sports senses <laughs> so i was I was loving it man what what were some of your big takeaways from rom 's performance uh and we will get to lay controversy but uh but first, just sort of like in general what you think this means for him moving forward yeah not
1: only I was kind of referencing that he that he, uh, and this is what you were saying, but that he, he plays like a free safety. He also kind of looks like one. Yeah. I don't know if, if you've ever been around him. He's a, he's a big dude, but, um, he, you know, I think the thing that most impressed me was his game. If, if, and you've watched him a lot and, and I've watched him and his game does not, it doesn't scream like, like Oh, this guy's going to be awesome. And links golf, you know, like a, like a Sergio or like a, like, like a guy we've talked about Ricky Fowler a lot on here. Um, and so to go over there and to do what he did on a, on a links course. Now it it wasn't, you know, it it wasn't like a super, like a big, a huge test in the way that we think about links golf where the wind is just whipping, it was raining, but the scores were pretty low. Generally, you know, guys are, are are 18, 19, 20 under. Um, so it it was, it was a little different in that sense, but I just, I could not be more impressed if you look at, and I wrote about this, this, this is kind of a weird crossover, but the list of winners of guys who have won at a place like Torrey Pines, so the Farmers Insurance Open, and then uh, an Irish Open, it's only John Rahm and, and Jose Maria Olazabal. Now a lot of guys don't play in both of those. A lot of the top players, but I thought that was a really interesting um, kind of uh, litmus test for for what Rahm has has done. You know, and and it kind of adds up that he's playing at that sort of caliber of level of a Jose Maria Olofobo. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to go on to have that type of career. Jose Maria Olofobo had a had a really, really good career. Rahm may or may not do that, but I, I, I just am so impressed by the um, kind of um, breadth of shots that he has. Like, he's got all the shots. Well, he thinks he has all the shots. He's, he's got like 90 or 95% of them, and he's going to grow into the rest. I, I just, I don't know it. I think the question for me with Rom, after watching him for the last year, is is not whether he's going to be really good for a long time. He is. I don't think anybody doesn't think that. But whether he's going to be an all timer, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to t- kind of tab those guys as they're coming up. You know, it's 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 easy when they win majors like Spieth or Rory or whatever, but. I don't know, he's sort of starting to feel like that, don't you think?
0: Well, you've got, uh, you know, you you did exercise some small sample size with your comparison there, but, you know, in our small sample size here, we've got 25 professional events, uh, 11 top tens, and the thing that, you know, even sort of stands out to me, only three missed cuts. Like, there's there's some yeah. rock-solid golf here, and uh, and to see... To see him be able to, like, have a spurt where everyone, like, lights the world on fire and everyone who's watching golf gets really excited and then to to, to fade back and then battle back, like, to have ups and downs within your first professional career, I feel like uh, is only gives more confidence to the idea that uh, this could be something special, that this could be, like, he will go out one, he will. Right, how about this? Um, since we are approaching the British Open, the Open Championships, I mm-hmm. will say over under John Rahm specifically Open Championships one point five. I'll say under. You
1: know, Ooh, I, I you think, think he gets he, one? Yeah, z- zero or one. I, I think that he's going to be a guy who. So, he's going to be a really sexy pick for Bartdale next week, right? Oh, yeah, for you sure. You know, he's, k- he's coming off the Irish Open. He's like a he's bad a, he's value this,
0: pick, though. His odds are getting better, so it's losing well, value for sure. That's what I was going to say. He's
1: like the second favorite behind DJ, which is, is crazy. I mean, it's not crazy, but it's just crazy to think about. And here's what I think is going to happen I, I think John Rom's going to win the PGA. Mm. I don't think he's going to win the Open this year. I think he will be fine and you know whatever but i think he's going to um he's going to be a sexy pick going in everybody's going to be on him because he just won the irish open he's figured out lynx golf and you know whatever um but again like the reality is if, if the wind blows at Burkdale, it's it's just it's so hard when you have the ball fight that he does he hits such a high shot that him and jason day and rory and all these guys like who who play it way up there in the wind? It, it's it's hard. It's hard to play courses when the wind blows. And so it it didn't blow at the Irish Open. If it does at Burkdale, John Rom's gonna ha- he's gonna have some trouble. But at a place like Quail Hollow, he's gonna he's gonna eat at that <laughs> place. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be absurd what he's gonna do to that place. So he's I'm not gonna give my my uh, British Open or my Open Championship pick yet, but. Uh, I do think John Rahm's going to win the PGA Championship.
0: All right. So uh, previously, I kind of felt like we were on this Rory set to win the PGA Championship because he's got all the Quail Hollow records uh, because we've seen him go out there and beast on that course. And Rory, as the host here in the Irish Open, uh, he signed off Twitter and he signed off making it to the weekend. Uh two missed cuts in his last three global starts. Um and Rory McElroy again, like the the player who you want to pencil in uh at the Irish Open, that you want to be able to pencil in uh at the Scottish Open or at Royal Birkdale and definitely, definitely the PGA championship. Um where's your where's your head at with, with Roars right now? Like this is a this is a disappointment, right? I mean, it, it is fair to call a missed cut at this event after his performance last year a disappointment where a strong showing could have given a lot of juice going into the next month or so of golf.
1: Well, yes. I, I think it is fair. I think that here's the thing that, Chip, any – any it's not just the Irish Open. Any tournament where Rory misses the cut is a disappointment. He He's an all-timer. He is – uh, one of the best players in the world. So I think you could say that about any of the top five or six guys. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, obviously make every cut. Nobody did that besides Tiger. But, yeah, it's certainly a disappointment. And and to do it in Northern Ireland, you know, I, you look back to the last five years of Irish Opens, Rory's played this tournament a lot over the last, he's played every one of the last, or he, he might have played five of the last six, something like that. Anyway, in his last five, he's only made the cut at one of them. Uh, and that was last year, and he ended up winning it. So um, it's a disappointment, but it I don't know that it's cause for concern, if that makes sense. You know, in 2014, I was looking. He finished T23 at the U.S. Open, so good, not great. And then he missed the cut at the Irish Open. And then he won the British Open, Bridgestone Invitational, and PGA Championship consecutively. So uh, it's just – it's one of those things where – if he gets hot for four weeks, five weeks, you can't beat him, you know. And so, I, I don't know. People, people think that like, oh, well, he's missing cuts, like he's he's can't putt, whatever. Like, just let's just let it play out the rest of the year, you know. We, we've seen this with Rory, where there's a, you know, going into the Open last year, he got called Ringo at the pre, at the press conference. <laughs> And then he ends up winning the FedEx cup because did did you ever see that reference? The the Beatles reference to Ringo?
0: Was it, was he like along with, was it when we were trying to define the big three of golf? Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a question about whether he felt like these other guys were overtaking him and he was going to end up being, you know, like Ringo of of the Beatles. (laughs) And it was like, this guy's got four majors. Like what are we talking (laughs) about here? So it's just, it can happen really quickly with with a lot of the guys at the top. DJ winning two or three in a row, and then all of a sudden, it's a, it's a different narrative twenty or thirty days later. Um, so yeah, I'd like to let that play out the rest of the summer. He does need a putt better. He's not putting well. He's, his short game is not good. Um, but he is playing the Scottish Open leading up to uh, to Burdale. So um, you know, maybe he'll figure it out there, have a good showing, and then uh, head to Burdale with some confidence.
0: Where do you think? Um, like. We have uh, over under. Rory McIlroy wins, just wins European or PGA tour the rest of the year. 0. 05
1: five. Uh, I'd go over um, just because he's going to play a lot. Not a lot. He's going to play some on the European tour also. So it's not just um, you know the FedEx Cup and the PGA Championship and all. Like he's going. He's probably got ten or twelve or fifteen. Or whatever events left in the year, and historically, that's his—that's kind of his wheelhouse. That's his winning percentage is one out of ten, or eleven, or nine, or whatever. So, I, I would say he wins. Um, like, if I had to bet, I would say probably one. The problem is, like, if you bet one, like, you, if you're saying Rory wins one, usually he wins like two or three in a row. Right. You know? If if
0: you say that he's able to win one, then the the question should be: then he's playing golf. You would think at a high enough level. That everything's great because I mean, uh, are, are are we still considering uh, health an issue? Or are we saying that Rory is fully healthy? It is just that his short game isn't good, and you know, and this is where I'll just pull back out your and I think maybe even Rory's words himself. If, if Rory McIlroy is an average putter, he should be able to win, and he's just not been an average putter.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, especially we saw that at the Travelers Championship. Health is, I don't think in. I don't think it's been an issue all year in terms of like affecting him during the tournament. I think the thing that it's mostly been doing is affecting his practice time, his training. You know, he said, he said at the travelers, he hasn't lifted weights all year. Um, so I, I don't think it's a factor. He would say it's not um, because I think he's been practicing and playing a lot more. So I, I would say no from this point going forward.
0: All right. Uh, well, if you, out there as a First Cut listener, are hiring, then you know it can be really stressful. You gotta manage all kinds of different uh, emails and calls, but you don't have to. Because with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. See, that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike the other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, it finds them. In fact, over 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash 1st cut That's ZipRecruiter.com slash firstcut. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash First cut game changing win for big Xander after a strong showing at the U S open, the PGA tour rookie Xander shuffle shuffle. I still don't know. I've been <laughs> watching the guy for a month
1: and I don't know. I think it's sh- sh- some variation of it. Sh- sh- or shuffle. I don't yeah. Just let's just call him X-Man.
0: X-Man. Is that was that the uh is that the certified um nickname that we got right now?
1: I think that's the Golf Twitter nickname. Nice. X-Man. X-Man.
0: Yeah. Uh huge win. Great like great uh great spot for him. So, uh, Sebastian Muñoz had the 18 36 and 54 hole lead. He was not able to close it out. Um I didn't. I what are we taking much away? Because Sebastian Munoz is like a number four hundred in the world type player. Like, like like, I don't know what I don't know what the expectations were in terms of uh, like, oh god, he couldn't close it out. Like I don't have any. I don't have those takes. (laughs) Those takes are too hot for me. I can't be hating on the number four hundred and whatever player in the world. uh, You know, not being able to close it out against X Man who's white hot right now.
1: Yeah, Bassi versus X Man used to be a, a basketball uh, matchup, you know, Sebastian Telfair and Xavier McDaniel, but now it's it's golf apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sebastian Munoz missed like his last fifteen cuts on the Web.com last year, so I, I don't think there was a whole lot of uh, Sebastian Munoz can't close narratives going right. on, but he he actually played decently on. Uh, on Sunday, like I, I, I thought that I thought he might have like an 81 in him, but he he, he kind of fought and, and was in it at the end. But yeah, you know, Xander, the, the shot that he hit on 18 was I mean, that was it was awesome. Like, I, I don't love when uh par threes are, are the, fi- the final hole of a tournament, but uh, he just stepped up and stuck one when he needed to and uh, avoided a, a playoff with um, with Robert Streb and uh. Um, you know, he, he, it's, it's so interesting to see, and it, it, it feels like we see this more now than we used to, but he was so emotional in his post, uh, in his post round, um, interview with Dottie Pepper on CBS, like he could barely even talk. We saw that a couple of weeks ago with Kyle Stanley. It's just, these guys, it, it's such a life changing thing. Now, now Stanley had done it before and, and he was kind of emotional for a different reason, but xander's a young guy you know he's got his tour card now like this is what he's kind of been aiming for his life so it's it's very i don't know it's very cool to see guys who legitimately have their life changed by uh you know a four-day golf event
0: so he's got uh, does the t5 finish get him a whole bunch of exemptions too Uh, at the u.s open yeah uh, I I can't. I think it might be top four to, for the for a lot of them. But that's
1: that sounds right. But yeah, he's in the he's in the Open Championship now. Um, he's got his tour card. He's in the PGA Championship. So you know, he he was kind of his trajectory was towards um, you know playing in a lot of these PGA tour events. But now that he's won, you can kind of start setting a, a good schedule. You know, and, and so uh, I, I don't know what he's up to in the world. Maybe. 70th or 80th or whatever um but obviously the goal is to get into the top 50 get in those wgc events and you know once you get in the top 50 it's kind of hard to get out because it's self-perpetuating unless you're just finishing last at these wgc at these no-cut wgc events so um yeah really really cool win for him he's got a great swing he's just a i don't know i, I love watching him play he's, he's really fun to watch Lahala,
0: california's finest He's just 23 too. Uh, 82 in the world uh, rankings world golf rankings 27 in the FedEx cup rankings at this point. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's it, it'll be fun to watch the X-Man and we will continue to see if uh, the rest of the golf world, um, you know, we'll have to learn. Hey, you know what X-Man make us learn your last name. That's, that's, that's the challenge you keep winning and we'll come around. Eventually we'll, we'll come up with like some kind in the same way that uh, like very early on, I had to learn for college basketball, KRZYZ Uski for Shashevsky. You know, you just you got to come up with some kind of mental game to figure out a way to, to get through it. Uh, uh, that's good. All right. Scottish open coming up this weekend. Uh, this is, so we've got awesome, awesome field. Ricky Fowler, Rory McElroy, Henrik Stenson, Adam Scott. Um, we've got a, a tournament that I, I guess Fowler won this last year, right? Or 2015, uh, two years ago.
1: Yeah, he won it two years ago. So the last four winners, uh, Alex Noren, Ricky Fowler, Oklahoma State, both those guys, uh, Justin Rose. Go Pokes. And Phil Mickelson. I mean, th- this has become, you know, and before that, you had Martin Keimer, Graham McDowell, Luke Donald, um, Ernie Ellis has won this twice. It, it, it's it gets a little lost because it's it's the week before the Open, and so you you think of like tournaments like the Houston Open or the uh, St. Jude being before the majors. But this is a this is a big deal. You know, it's a big deal to win the Scottish Open. It's hard to win Scottish and Open back to back, but it's it's a it's a tournament that I don't know if it's because of its um, kind of cachet or because it's good prep for the Open that has um, attracted a lot of big names, not just on the European side but uh, from from Americans as well.
0: What's your uh, what's your expectation, and what are going to be some of the things that you're watching uh, as things unfold at the Scottish Open?
1: I think just the way that guys are like. I feel like with Lynx Golf, the the putting is just like whatever. Like it, it's just it, it's hard. Like it, it's it's difficult to make long birdie putts and and whatever. But I feel like for me, I'm watching. You know, how is Ricky Fowler shaping his irons? How is he? How is Rory driving it? You know, at at Birddale, you can't be uh, you can't be wayward. Got to be really straight off the tee. Is Rory all over the place with his driver, or is he straight? Because if he's straight. Than going into Birddale, that's that bodes well, you know? And so it, it's just for me, it's all about I mean, Lynx golf is so much about shaping the ball, about trying out different shots. So that's what I'm kind of looking for from some of these top players going into this.
0: Man, I haven't uh I, I don't know why I continue to to come back here. Um maybe because he's like the great example of the Kyle Porter theory of like there are a lot of great players who are just going to be one-time major winners, but we haven't seen Adam Scott play at all since he missed the cut at the U S open. Um, this is like, this feels big for him. And again, I don't know that necessarily he needs to win, but that's, that's a player uh, along with, I think Stenson, where you know that you, you know the potential and it just hasn't been a great season so far. And I feel, I feel like that's that, getting either one of them in the mix uh, would make for an awesome, you know, Saturday uh, you know, just the, the crowded leaderboard with one time major winners with like pro with just absolute studs, like to get that at Royal Birkdale not, and that's nothing against uh, any of the, the potential first time winners as there is, you know, a growing list of players that you feel like are just about to break through. But I, I'm watching, I'm watching Adam Scott and Henrik Stenson. I feel like, I feel like I'm about to start selling stock in both. Is that bad? Is that too like itchy on the trigger? Um,
1: no, you know, I, I think that I think what's going to be really interesting. You've got all these guys that are between 34 and 40 or 41. Uh, Stinson might be 41. That they've got one major. They've had good careers, but they can they can take it over the next two or three years. They can really elevate their position historically by winning a second major, maybe a third major, Justin Rose. Justin Rose could easily have two majors right now. He could add a, you know, what would have been a third. So do any of these thirty-seven year olds or or whatever, do they add, add to their collection and do we think about them way differently in five years than we do right now? That that's what I I mean, like we view we view kind of Justin Rose Adam Scott, uh Henrik Stenson, I know I'm forgetting someone, maybe even somebody like a Lee Westwood kind of all the same right, right now. Agreed. Um but but one of those guys, and, and they're like I said, there are other names that I'm forgetting, could really kind of set themselves apart over the next three, four, five, six years based on winning tournaments uh, like the Scottish Open or um probably more prominently the Open Championship.
0: In uh up in Illinois, the true fifth major is going down. <laughs> the giant- Isn't it
1: like the I think it's the seventh. I think it goes Masters <laughs> US Open, Open Championship, the PGA, Players Championship, Baker's Bay, and then
0: the John Deere. <laughs> the John Deere Classic, the Zach Johnson Open. Um we I most interesting thing to me, Kyle, that just that um uh, we there's a there's an open championship bid on the line. All right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. uh the the rule being uh top five finisher just top five finisher who does not already have an open championship invite, right? Yeah,
1: highest top five. So if somebody who's not in um, wins, then they get it. Or if the person who wins already has an invite and the person who finishes second, uh, that that person gets it.
0: Um, what are you... Th- All right, over, under, and I guess uh, for we will say under would mean going low, so a bigger number. Over, under, 21 and a half, for the winning score to par.
1: Mm, That's a good number. I'll go under. I think like 23 under wins it. This tournament is the best. (laughs) It's got, it's got, I think Sean Martin posted this, but there's been like, I can't remember what it was. I need to look it up. There's been like 3000 birdies in the last however many years. It's got air cannons. It's got Steve Stricker winning it three times in a row. Um, It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it really is the seventh major. I love it. I'm excited.
0: About it. <laughs> uh, Spieth won this thing in 2015 and in 2013, uh, right now, uh, Daniel Berger leading the odds. You got Brian Harmon, uh, Charlie Hoffman, Danny Lee, uh, Danny Lee, as you mentioned in your expert picks, a good candidate potentially to be able to notch, uh, one of those open invitations. Uh, who do you think yeah. ends up winning here? Well, I've got uh, I got Charlie Hoffman. By the way, it was between 2000 and
1: 2016, thirty thousand birdies allowed, have been have been. I said three. It was thirty thousand have been made at this course. The next closest over that time is twenty six thousand at uh, TPC River Highland. So, this is easily the uh, the most scoreable place on the PGA Tour. But yeah, I've got Charlie Hoffman. He's not played this tournament recently, uh, but he's playing really well. He's got top tens at. The U.S. Open and the Travelers, and when you talk about getting hot, I mean that's a guy who we we saw him at the Masters this year, shoot a 65 on a day when the average score was 75. He can get just lights out no matter what the conditions are. So I, I, I you know, even though he doesn't have a recent history here, I've got him uh, uh, taking the the W.
0: I like I like your uh, give me all right. So your top ten is uh, is Zach Johnson, but you, you got to give it, give, give the people this incredible stat. Last eight starts. Yeah, last, eight,
1: last eight year or yeah. Last eight starts at, at the John Deere. He's 133 under par. <laughs> That's stupid, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's got six top threes, I think top five, something like that. It's, it's a joke. He, he's, I mean, they really should like, they should replace the John Deere like the trophy, like with the deer, and just make it like Zach Johnson's face, like that's what it should be—a bust of Zach Johnson. Is what you should win if you win this tournament.
0: Well, then I I, I want a bust of Zach Johnson. <laughs> that sounds—I will <laughs> figure out a way to get in there. That seems like a real funny looking trophy. Um, what about what about your pick for sleeper?
1: Uh, who was my sleeper? I don't even. remember. Johnson Wagner. Yeah. Uh, Johnson Wagner. Oh yeah, he's he's got like three straight uh, top tens here. Uh, even though he's not played very well this year, Hi, Zach, him and Zach Johnson both haven't played all that well this year. But uh, he seems to to kind of find uh, his game here he has in the past, and I think he was like a hundred and twenty five to one, I believe, uh, something. Oh, yeah. No, no, sixty six. He
0: was sixty six to one. The uh, if if you if if or how no, not you if if a PGA Tour pro and let's just say Zach Johnson, if Zach Johnson goes out to play this course. Um And it's totally empty Over under 85 minutes on the round
1: <laughs> Did they have a cart?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's say they have a cart
1: uh, I think like I'd go over But it would be It'd be it close, be close. <laughs>
0: That's like Whenever, whenever I, think, I think about uh, A place where you can just Rail off birdies I'm like Ooh You could probably get a 90, 90 minute two hour round In over there <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, you, do, you know who I'm rooting for this week? I don't know if you've seen the story.
0: Uh-uh. Kurt
1: Slattery is a, a local assistant pro who qualified Monday qualifier. He went, he, he, he made an American at the qualifier. So, an American, I don't know if you know this chip, is back-to-back Eagles. Oh. He makes, he makes an Eagle on 18 to get into a seven-for-one playoff to get into the John Deere Classic. And then he holes out on his first hole for another eagle, uh, first hole of the playoff, to get, into, to get into the tournament. And he, I mean, this dude, like, there's an interview, I, I, I tweeted this, there's an interview with of him after the, after the Monday qualifier. He's almost in tears, he's so excited. This guy's an assistant pro at a, at a local course, and he teaches at, at uh, Deer Run, which is where the tournament is. He said it's been his dream since he was a kid, playing the John Deere Classic. It's his dream, it really is the seventh major
0: oh my 27 27 years old former western illinois golfer kurt slattery all right i'm in man fan favorite i want him to win i want him to win it oh my goodness let's get get him to the open double eagle (laughs) i didn't know i didn't know a double eagle is an american that's a great one
1: yeah that was i think that was a shane bacon special Mm. they were trying to people on twitter were trying to figure out what a back-to-back eagle should be called and just call it the American, the
0: Reed, the Patrick Reed. Go America. Uh, he, he is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at chip underscore Patterson. Uh, crazy. We got so much coming up. Here's the way the schedule is going to work. Sunday, we are going to recap the action. Then we're going to come back um, before the Open Championship. We're going to give you previews with all of our picks. And then an extra special bonus edition. uh, We are going to link up after two rounds of action and preview the weekend. So uh, if you have just been... Uh, you know, coming back to the feed, or if you've just been checking out the SoundCloud account, and man, you might miss something. So right now is the time that you want to make sure you go and subscribe, so that they can just be delivered to your computer or mobile device. Uh, it's Kyle. We're almost to uh, Open Championship week. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, already prepping. I'm going to bed, but at the same time, my kids do right now. So I'm. I'm getting my body ready for next week.
0: My body is ready for 5 a.m. wake up calls. <laughs> All right, Kyle, be well. Talk to
1: you later. Cheers.